everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Players Club. I'm your host, Levi Valentine, at Levi underscore Valentine on Twitter. Joining me is my co-host, Trevin Cremosta, whose tweets are too hot for your eyes. All right, Trevin. Levi, how's it going tonight? <laughs> That's how we're doing this. Yep. Like you, you had on the show sheet, oh, Trevin takes control, so I was ready for it. But <laughs> well, I could have done an icebreaker <laughs> like, hey, Trevin, how'd you like me putting that funeral music over here to talk about the Raiders last week? That was my Guess plan. What? It's my turn, and we're going to ask you how your Titans are doing <laughs> after they absolutely blew it, heartbreaking fashion for you. Last week, my Raiders go down swinging, actually show some fight. And you put the funeral oh. music on in post-production. You put funeral music on like they really went out whimpering and then the Titans blow it this weekend. So what are your thoughts overall? I'll ask some specifics in a second. How'd you feel? It was, it was not an enjoyable game to watch. Tannehill pretty much single-handedly lost it between the three turnovers, including <laughs> the one to on the first play of the game and the one on the Titans last play of the game. So a nice bookend there. Ryan, uh, <laughs> the only thing you can do on that last drive, like the 20 seconds left, all you, the only thing you cannot do is turn the ball over in that situation. Otherwise, you just punt it away, and they probably kneel it and go to overtime with 15 seconds left. And even if they pass it, the odds of them actually getting in field goal range are next to none, unless they're <laughs> the Chiefs, who we'll get to later. But I, that was the most frustrating part. And then some of the play calling I wasn't a fan of either. Like they did that terrible punt on the – uh, plus side of the field early in the game and then that uh, third and one uh, where they tried to run a read option type play with Tannehill and he didn't get it and then they ran it on fourth down and Henry just got stuffed and Henry was not his normal self he was not back to 100% I think that was clear in this game uh, I thought Dante Foreman actually looked like the better more explosive back in this game he had the one long run so that was disappointing um and the, obviously the outcome was disappointing too. But yeah, I mean, the defense played incredible. They did everything you need to win, but you can't overcome the mistakes that Tannehill made in a low-scoring game like this. And Evan McPherson, incredible kicker, incredible performance, pretty much won the game for the Bengals. Those four field goals. Yeah, on the McPherson side, did you see the stat <clears throat> that he already has more 50-plus field goal makes than any Bengals player has in their career? This is season. Yeah. Stat of the week. Pretty, stat of the week. Pretty impressive. But yeah, back to your uh, Titans. Nine sacks did they have against the Joe Burrow? I believe He's that's basically correct. picking grass out of his face mask all day. NFL playoff record. Yeah. It was, that defensive line is absolutely dominant there. Uh, what's his the D tackle? Simmons was just in the face <laughs> immediately every play. And they needed them all because. Yeah. I feel like those sacks and then the minus two and the turnover column were basically a wash, and then it just came down to the end and Tano making that terrible play. So, yeah. which which pick was worse? Both of them were very surprising. That you don't expect the first play pick where you're kind of sitting down, you're kind of getting <laughs> seated. Games just you start. don't think so. It's a pick. <laughs> that one was ugly, but man, like you're saying, last you're one at, was worse. Last yeah, you're one was at, easily worse. You're at the 40, 20 seconds left. Like you said, it's third down. Just don't turn it over, and you're going to overtime. That's it. Yep. And he throws it into triple coverage. It's not like it was like a fluke he deal. He throws it into a tiny window between multiple defenders, like you said, and the intended receiver is Nick Westbrook-Akine, yeah. who is like not A.J. Brown, not Julio <laughs> Jones. Nick Westbrook-Akine is who you're trying to force it to with 
on third down with your season on the line, it gets deflected and intercepted. Like you just can't make that throw if you're Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, just rough. And then like that punt you're talking about the 39 yard line. I just, you hardly ever see it anymore with how good kickers are these days to punt from the opponents. 39 is very rare. And uh, doing in this playoff game was shocking to me. Do you have the drive summary up? Did the Bengals even did the Bengals score on the next drive? I don't even know. No punt. Okay. Did they, they get two first downs? They punted first, from their least? own forty after. Okay. See, so it didn't even matter. First like, down. You didn't pin them deep and then get the ball back at the fifty. They they started at their own twelve. Yeah, it's not like you had them at the one from punting at yeah. the thirty nine. You they got a net of twenty seven yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> sacrifice any chance of scoring to do it. I know you got There's Fat that... Randy, who's kind of untrustworthy, but I'd rather just try, even if it's a fifty percent chance, instead of kicking from the thirty-nine. Or from go for it. Like even yeah. if you don't get the first down, if you gain eight, is that really going to matter that much more than twenty-seven? Like twenty yards isn't a huge deal in the NFL, but I don't know. Like it was. <laughs> It was frustrating because they could have won this game. Like if they if Tannehill just makes a couple less mistakes, like they got the field goal after he threw the opening drive pick and then the last uh pick of the game, the Bengals threw the one pass playoff. And that was another frustrating thing. They threw it on an outbreaking route to Jamar Chase, who caught it and ran out of bounds. So they weren't even defending the sideline with fifteen seconds left or whatever was on the clock at that point, twenty, when they got the ball back. And so then they're instantly in field goal range. But like they just made too many mistakes and but they they had a chance to win this game like everybody's all over joe burrow this week we've talked about it they put up 19 points and i don't put the blame for that like four field goals and one touchdown and a couple of those field goals like you mentioned were i think over 50 yards yeah so it's not like they're just going up and down the field with burrow and a lot of that is on the offensive line because they gave up all those sacks but and burrow stood in there and delivered the ball throughout the night and got did what they needed to do to win but the Titans certainly helped them out with the turnovers and some of the other self-inflicted mistakes. So like Burrow's a great quarterback. I like him. I think he has a bright future, but I, I think we need to pump our brakes a little bit on giving him all of the credit for this, these two playoff wins that they've had. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I will talk about the other game in a little bit with the Bills chiefs, but I'm getting a little tired of putting Burrow into that category. Like all three of these quarterbacks have had amazing playoffs when two of them played a perfect game and Burrow, played his ass off I got sacked a lot but come on it's not the same category as the other guys but I we talked about the first interception and third interception Levi but I want to bring up the second interception because it was the first drive after the half for the Titans here's how the drive went start at the 25 Derrick Henry nine yards second one Derrick Henry three yards first and 10 Derrick Henry nine yards second one Foreman 45 yards so now we got first and goal from the nine Tannehill pass intercepted Backbreaking. Like, geez, I forgot that one was in the red zone, and that is what worked up to it. So, my God, Tannehill. Yeah, and they got lucky on the the interception that Burrow threw. They went from down oh yeah, I forgot about that. They went from down sixteen to six to tied up, like in just probably five minutes of actual game time. So that was a huge break. I think it was an interception, but I'm a little biased. What do you think on that one? I don't know. I just, I think the rules would be cleaner if you just said you can't catch it if it's simultaneously hitting the ground. Like I just, 
that, that puts a lot of objectivity into it. Yeah, then you're looking to see if the he had complete control, if the ball moved. I think he caught it, but I think it just should be ruled no catch to make things a little cleaner. Like, I don't think the ground really helped him, but you can't deny that it hit the ground as he was catching it. Yeah, it was certainly close. I think if the ball would have moved at all, they would have called it incomplete, but because he, it yeah. didn't, I think that's why they kept it as it was. But any other thoughts on this one, Trevin? I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Tannehill. What do you think? And what's uh, I don't remember what his contract is, but you just go into next season after that performance where he just cost you a trip to the championship game. That's the toughest part for me. I know he had a weird season where most of his weapons were. He never had the full arsenal of all of his weapons for most of the year, but he had them all this game, and he did not look good. Yeah, he regressed a lot this year from his really efficient prior two years. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I looked up his contract situation the day after the game. I gave myself a, <laughs> a 12-hour grace period. <laughs> you know that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I was like, maybe they'll draft somebody late in the first this year. There'll probably be a quarterback there because there's not a lot of – it's not like last year where you got four or five going in the top 15. But here's the deal. I think that he's going to be the quarterback for one more year, and I bet they draft somebody next year because in 2022 – uh, his dead cap is $57.4 million. Uh, his cap hits only 38.6, but if they cut him 57.4 million, so he's going to be on the roster. And I think you just got to give him one more chance and hope that he can get closer to the last two years and what he was this year. Uh, so I think he's going to be around. And then you look at the rest of the team, Trevin, you have Derek Henry next year. Uh, he has, he has two years left on his deal next year and the year after, which are his age 28 and 29 seasons. And then Julio Jones also has the next two seasons left on his contract. AJ Brown's rookie deal is up after 2022. So he's going to get paid. Um, But, and then Tannehill has the next two seasons as well before he's an unrestricted free agent. The dead cap drops from 57.4 million to 18.8 in 2023. So I think they're going to try to run it back one more time. I mean, they had the best record in the conference this year. Yep. So you got to give it one more shot with him and use that first round pick to try to get another piece to put you over the top or, you know, at least help you build the roster for the future. And then next off season, if Tannehill, so has another has a repeat of this year i think that's when you take the rookie quarterback uh you still have Tannehill on the team most likely going into 2023 and then at some point either during 2023 or going into 2024 you turn the reins over to that rookie uh, depending on Tannehill's performance that year yeah like yeah based on what you said that no, next season's going to be kind of a decision making year but i think a lot of teams in the afc <clears throat> i don't know if it's jumping the gun a little bit or not are going to be looking at they got to go through Mahomes and go through Allen, and you kind of need a fire-breathing dragon at quarterback to even compete with what those guys are doing. So a lot of these guys, Tannehill, you know, Carr, they're good quarterbacks, but if you got to go against what they're doing in the playoffs, it's going to be tough to win. Yeah, that or you have to just play out of your mind on defense. And I know, my, and we'll get to this later, the Chiefs are a different animal in the playoffs, but tit- Titans have had success against some of the regular season. I think they beat them last year, and I know they beat them this year. Uh, and the Titans actually beat both the Bills and the Chiefs in the regular season. Um, but So they can do it, and their formula can work, but you have to have a lot of things go right if you don't have one of those elite quarterbacks to be able to beat one of those guys, especially in the playoffs. I agree yeah. with you. And those, I, my point is their A game is just higher than anybody else's A game. So yep, if absolutely. you catch them on a wrong night, then you can beat them, especially if you have a good defense. But if you don't have an A game, if you don't have a guy that can put up those numbers and yards like they do it's just not going to work out 
Yep. All right. All right. Well, I think I, I beat you down enough for those your Titans. So did you want to edit the show this week so you can put the funeral music behind my <laughs> recap? Might have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was your – I? so I texted you afterwards and told you I did something – I did you dirty. What was your thought when you first listened to it? I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if you were going to make my voice just sound stupid. I wasn't expecting the bagpipes. So (laughs) good job by you. I definitely wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Shall we (laughs) kick it to the main event? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) All right. And that for our main event. And for tonight's main event, we're going to recap the divisional round and then give a little conference championship preview, Trevin. Uh, so we've talked about the Titans and the Bengals. Uh, we did pick all the games against the spread last week. You picked the Bengals to cover uh, plus three and a half. I picked the Titans to cover, which obviously was a homer pick, and you won that bet, so good pick. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Moving on to our second game, uh, we had San Francisco upset green bay and a little bit of a shocker trevin 13 to 10 the packers were five and a half point favorites we both picked the niners to cover on this one plus five and a half so nice job us look at us a couple of sharps on look uh, at us on that game did you watch that whole game that was that was something every it was kind of uh the, the packers was the story of they got good offense good defense and special teams let them down a little bit this year and by god did it ever <laughs> the two with a block kick and then the block punt to win the to tie the game and then to win it later was something else um on that block punt i don't think i've ever seen a live ball go so high in the air you see it sometimes on a batted pass so where somebody's gonna have to find it and catch it for it to be a Termain in play, but that one is just wherever it hits the ground. Whoever finds it first, they can run with it. So that was pretty crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, Jimmy then, G outduels Aaron Rodgers. So I think there's a real story here, <laughs> yeah, Trevor. You're burying the lead. <laughs> I love that quote of Rodgers when he got drafted when the 49ers passed on him, and he said, "What well, is something like they're going to regret that decision or something?" And yeah. 49ers are four and zero against him in the playoffs ever since then. Yes, I think they asked him something about if he regrets that he won't get the chance to play for San Francisco since they're his favorite team, and he said not as much as they'll regret not drafting me or something like that. And I think he's right, but that stat is pretty funny also that they beat him every time. That specific team has beat him 4-0. And uh, there were some clips going around where it did seem like Rodgers and just watching the game too tried to kind of go into hero ball and just what thought he could do it all himself and not play within the system. So... I think he yeah. blew that game. I think he choked. He had the opportunities, and wow. he just blew it at home. It's funny because they went right down the field and scored touchdown first drive of the game, and then really nothing after that. Rodgers finished yeah. with 20-29, 225 yards, but, I mean, that was <laughs> – it. they would have won, uh, but it wouldn't have been because of Rodgers. It would have been because of the defensive performance, and unfortunately that special team splinter put him away. Yeah. Uh, as we kind of look forward for and Jimmy G, eleven of nineteen, one hundred thirty-one yards, <laughs> one interception, rough. Um, but as I we watch look, it, Lob. I don't know if you're qualified <laughs> to talk on him. You've never played the game, so yeah. Me and Mina Kimes better just be quiet. Yeah, I'm not going to say a word about him because I've never played the game in the NFL level. So <laughs> I'll leave that up to well, what's his name. He can talk about it if he wants to. Dan Orlovsky. 
<laughs> no, the guy that brought it up was the 49ers, old 49ers quarterback. That's what uh, got I, the debate I didn't started. See what today. originally started. I see. I do a pretty good job about missing a lot of that crap on Twitter, luckily. But Trevin, as you look forward, uh, obviously the big question here is: Do you think Aaron Rodgers comes back to Green Bay next season? And if not, where do you think he goes? It's funny because. I mean, without a doubt, I think it's the best scenario situation for him. He's got a great defense there, obviously, and had the weapons still on offense. So I don't think it's for football reasons, but I don't think he's going to be there anymore. I don't know how you can put that last dance Instagram up last year before the season and then come back <laughs> after after this. So I think he's gone. I I think I even predicted this before last season that the dark horse is the Bucks if Tom Brady retires. So I'm still going to actually stick with that. We'll see what Tom Brady does. If he comes back, uh, probably the Broncos. Join his coach at the Broncos. Yeah, I think the only thing that makes him maybe not the best or most attractive option is the uh, – I think don't they have some cap space issues if he is coming back? At the Packers? Probably, yeah. but – so they that makes it a little ways out of it too. They're oh here. I think I found it. I think they're forty-six million dollars over the cap with him <laughs> as it as the roster currently stands going in next year. And yeah, like you mentioned, there's a lot of flexibility there, but and the cap is all made up, but it is real to the extent that <laughs> you can't keep everybody. Like there yeah. are gonna be some cap casualties at some point. Um when you look at Rogers uh contract specifically, uh, he is still under contract next year for Green Bay, so whoever gets him will have to give up some sort of asset if he doesn't return to Green Bay. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting to see what the, the trade market for him would be like. And then he does have a dead cap of $26.8 million, so obviously that puts Green Bay in kind of a tough spot with, you know, it helped with, to some degree, with their uh, with their cap issues for next year, but it also kind of puts them squarely in a rebuild unless you're a Jordan Love truther, which I am not. <laughs> uh, it was Jeff Garcia, by the way, that had the long uh, post about Mina Kimes can't be criticizing uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff stepped in it, huh? <laughs> Jeff really stepped in it. <laughs> uh, so I think I agree with you that I still think the Packers should be the betting favorite on where he plays next season. But yeah, I think Tampa would be in a really interesting spot, but I'm, and we'll talk about Brady here shortly, but I kind of think he might actually come back there and play too. So if not there, of course, everybody's sort of a lot of people are hoping for the Broncos or the Steelers or somebody like that, but who really knows? It'll be a, an interesting saga to watch this off season. And the next question, I'll I don't think Trevin. it's going to be interesting. I think it's just going to be tiresome. I'm already tired of there and <laughs> Roger stuff. Yeah. He's just not, tell me where you're going. It's going to be just, I'm going to have fatigue. You think Devontae follows him wherever he goes? Package deal? Man, it, it seems like it would be tough because I don't think Devontae is going to like take less money and he's going into – he's due for a new contract and he should be one of the highest paid receivers in the league. So you'd have to be able to trade for Brady and sign Devontae. I don't for know. I, yeah. yeah, sorry. Trade for Rodgers and sign <laughs> Devontae, which you know, I'm, they might want to be a package deal, but I just don't know what teams could do both those things really. Pretty narrow list, I would yep. imagine. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think that it, they'll. I think that they will want it to be that way, and so they'll probably find a way to make it work wherever they go. But I don't. I agree with you. I think it's going to take a while to work it all out because it's going to be hard for any team to manage both those things. Yeah. Uh, Trevin, on the other side of this, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
starting for your San Francisco 49ers in 2022? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he's still starting now. Like, I get it. He's a leader. They all seem to respect him. But you traded a lot of stuff to get Trey Lance. And at this point, it's a little too late to be putting him in there. I know he had a little bit of injuries. But, God, at some point, you can't argue with the results. They're in the NFC Championship game. But I would bet they are wishing they gave Trey Lance and got him more experience and that he'd be able to do more at this point. Because it just seemed that Jimmy G is just holding this whole thing back for the 49ers. Their defense is playing great now. They're shaky at the beginning of the season. They got all these weapons now that Debo Samuel's just all over the place. And I think that's you tweeted that. Um, can you keep this volume of carries? I think part of the reason is they do it is because they can't get Jimmy G can't get him the ball passing it consistently enough. So he's your best player with the ball in his hands, start handing off to him. So I don't know. I don't think he is the starter next year. I don't, even if you win the Super Bowl, you trade a lot of stuff to get Trey Lance. Get him in there. Get him beat. Let him be your starter. What do you think? So you, you're saying even if they win the Super Bowl, you think he's done? It's cold league, brother. <laughs> that would be a wild one. There are people who are pushing like, oh, if they win this and go to the Super Bowl, I think you gotta give him a chance next year. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, he's yeah. not the reason you're winning. He, yeah. He's, he's holding everything back. You're winning in spite of him, not because of him. Uh, so yeah, yeah he I, missed Kittle wide open for that touchdown when he threw that interception in the red zone too. It's just yeah. he's rough. And their last Super Bowl they're in against the Chiefs, he had that overthrow that could have won him the game too so yeah i think if they make it to the super bowl again and he plays another bad game that's two super bowls <laughs> that he's cost you at this point yeah I, I, if he wins the super bowl that's the only thing that would give me a little pause but i think even then like unless trey lance is really looking like a bust in practice you gotta mm-hmm. give him a shot jimmy's dead gap is only 1.4 million next year so they could easily move him in the trade or just cut him if there's not a trade market uh, but there are so many teams with such bad quarterbacks. I would think he'd be fine to yep. start somewhere. Uh, but yeah, so I think unless Lance just really looks awful, which he hasn't in the limited playing time he's gotten, I think Jimmy Jimmy's done after this year. Uh, and again, unless they win the Super Bowl, then maybe, maybe <laughs> you let Jimmy start the year next year. And if he sucks again, switch it to Lance. But otherwise, yeah, I think he got to roll with Lance in 2022. Yep, I'm with you. All right, Trevin. Should we move on to the Rams and the Bucks? Another all gr- great games all weekend long. The wild card weekend was really let down. Divisional round really lived up, to, made up for it. So the Rams beat the Bucks 30 to 27 in this one. We both picked the Rams to cover plus three, and they won outright. So kudos to us. You're three for three. I'm two for three. Not a bad I mean, start. I guess they should have been following us. Anybody listening should have been betting right along with us. That means you definitely got to fade our picks next week. <laughs> I told him to fade it last week and look what we did. So maybe we got yeah. this figured out now. Maybe. So <laughs> Rams get up huge in this one, Trevin. And then the Bucks come storming back and Tom Brady damn near did again. Yeah. I When they came all the way back, what did you think? Did you think it was just Tim uh, Brady's got to deal with the devil and this is definitely going to win? Because that's what I thought. It's like at this point, there's no... We can go to overtime, I guess, but we all know how this is going to end. Yeah, how could so, you not to, think that? Yeah, to my surprise, uh, Rams finally made the couple big plays there in that last drive. Got done fumbling it and got the field goal for the win. Yeah. Bucks scored 42 seconds left. The Rams kicked the game-winning field goal as time expires. What a, what a turnaround from – you know what I was thinking when they 
So 27 to three was the score. I was thinking 28 to three Super Bowl Falcons all over again, uh, yeah. except in the divisional round. But uh, Matt Stafford held on, Trevin, to pull this one out. Uh, obviously, the big question now is does Tom Brady come back for another year? And if so, does he do it in Tampa? Um, I don't know. There's just seems to be some weird stuff going on. He doesn't seem super committed to it. This seems like a good time for him to retire. If he was thinking about it, you won the Super Bowl last year, this year, you had played a hell of a game, came all the way back, just didn't quite finish it off. So it's, it's, I, don't, I think it's about impossible to leave after you win a Super Bowl. You always want to come back and try to repeat. And this one had a great showing in the playoffs, had a great year. Maybe now is when he steps away. I don't, I would say it's 50-50 right now. If I would have to guess, though, I'd say he comes back. That's the way I'm leaning to. Like, they obviously had a really good comeback attempt in this game. He didn't play great, though. 30 for 54, 329 yards, uh, one TD, one pick. Like, he was not playing well, and that's the reason they got down so much to start with and then obviously played better as they came back. But I just don't know if that's the way he wants to go out is losing in the divisional round. Uh, I think this roster is still good enough to get back to the Super Bowl next year if he does come back and if he plays anywhere close to what he did this year. They were without Werfs in this game, and I think that had a big part yeah. to do with Brady not playing as well as we're accustomed to seeing him. We talked uh, about that before the game, too, when we saw it last week, just the attrition this roster has gone through with some injuries late in the season. Yep, and then you're also playing without um, – without your number two receiver and Chris Godwin, uh, no Antonio Brown. So it's like kind of fell apart. So he's throwing a to Gronkowski, Evans and Fournette were the leading receivers in this game. And then you had Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson chipping in. So I just think, you know, you take the off season, get back to full strength. Uh, they kind of may have to bring, in, bring Antonio Brown back next year. and be ready to go. <laughs> I don't think AB will be back in Tampa. You think he's coming back at all? I don't know. There's a lot. He seems to be trying to angle into the get to the Ravens, but I don't know how you you can't put him on your team. I don't know. I mean, not even just because he's a bad guy. Just you can't trust that he's going to not walk off the field at halftime. So <laughs> tough to build a game plan when your receiver could just leave at any minute. I think he's got. I think he gets one more chance. I don't know if he plays the whole season next year, but I bet he at least gets a shot somewhere. Like in so, you think he camp gets or whatever. You think he gets another contract? Yeah. At least, do you think he plays another down for a team? I'll say yeah. I. It's so hard to. It's so easy to say no right now because everything's so fresh. Yeah. But I think we have a long off season ahead of us, and he's already sort of trying to rehabilitate his image a little bit. Like he did come out and say <laughs> it was probably not the most professional thing to take off his jersey and run off the field. And but I think whatever. that was before that he had a post of. Uh, oh yeah dicking around saying the buccaneers lost that post that somebody else made that and he did post it saying yeah something about crying laughing but i think that it's just such a long offseason he isn't off the team because of his performance he performed Mm -hmm. well when he was on the field this year and i think that some teams would be like yeah we'll give him one more shot and if anything goes wrong we'll just get rid of him and it's not a huge deal but i just think you know six months until next season kicks off is a long time for him to make amends and for teams to forget and forgive. <laughs> I, I think he gets another contract, but I don't think he plays another down. I, I think he gets into another practice, but he just can't keep his head on straight. I mean, so you're, you're trading him for anything you a, can get in dynasty right now. If you have him on your roster, you're getting rid of him for anything. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to get any value, but yeah, I don't think he fourth round plays pick. again. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you might as well just keep him, right? Like, what are you going to get in the fourth round anyway? Yeah, so just, third. I'd rather have the long shot. If I get a third round offer, I'd probably trade Antonio Brown. All right. But, uh, That's about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much a situation could be better than the Bucks, where you're living at the quarterback's house for most of the time, it sounds like. <laughs> and he's probably, you know, helping. He's you got his practice. own money, Trevin. He doesn't I'm not saying he's Tom's house. Yeah, but I'm just saying you got a guy supporting you and helping you do the right things. And still, you walk off the field and celebrate. Not just during the guy. game. Yeah, the greatest quarterback of all time. It's like taking <laughs> under his wing twice where he did it for the Patriots and then did it with yeah. the Bucks, And still, he can't keep his head on straight. So I don't know how. What situation would be better than that? It was like a calendar year. Like, yeah, from whenever he joined the middle of the year last year until this year in the playoffs. It lasted like one one year. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy deal. But um, just to go back to this game really quick to where when they were down 27 to three, the Buccaneers still came back, but turned it over three times. They had a fumble and turn it over twice on downs and still were able to make this comeback because the Rams just couldn't stop fumbling and missing field goals. <laughs> so Cam Akers, woof. Yeah, boy, that was tough. So that's the difference on these last two games we're going to talk about to where they're both amazing games, but this was kind of a slot test where both teams were making mistakes where the Bills Chiefs were just two teams playing incredible football and not just scoring points because of mistakes on the other team. Yeah. So bottom line, Brady comes back to Tampa as your current favorite. I'd, odds. Bet, I'd say the odds are 50 50 in my head, but if I had to put a side on it, I'd say he's the starting quarterback next year. That's where I'm at too. Uh, rapid fire Cam Akers, 24 carries, 48 yards, three catches, 20 yards. Any takeaways from watching him play in this game? No, I don't. As far as his value or anything, I don't. I didn't take away from this game specifically. I'm very impressed that he's back and contributing. Is he what he tears Achilles in August or whatever, July or August? So, remarkable recovery. He's already their lead back again. I we talked about it then that I'd trade him for anything, any a thing of value at that point. So I would have been wrong because he looks like he's gonna be a starting running back again next year. I agree. So, so at this, point, this I think game, it's more... he's going against one of the better rushing defenses. So I don't, whatever. Like he could have, I wish he would have had better carries, wish he didn't fumble, but I'm way more impressed that he's back already. I agree. I think at this point, it's more important that he's on the field than what he's doing while he's on the field. All right, Trevin. Our final game wildcard weekend was the wildest. We had the Chiefs <laughs> coming back to beat the Bills 42 to 36 in overtime. We both picked the Bills to win outright, and through 59 minutes and 47 seconds, <laughs> that looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, through 58 minutes, it looked really bad, and then it looked really good after 30 seconds, and 30 seconds later looked bad again, and then 30 seconds later looked really good again. <laughs> but at the end, turned out we were wrong. Yeah, what, what an amazing a wild game. finish. Game amazing. of the year. It might be the best game of all time. I really think we're going to live, we're going to watch a lot of football the rest of our lives, and I don't think we're ever going to see something like this again. Just two two of the best quarterbacks in the league just absolutely throwing fireballs. It wasn't like there's was just busted coverages. It wasn't a missed tackle. Guys are getting free. These are just two quarterbacks playing great. The one, Gabriel Davis, got open on that fourth down, but it wasn't like the guy just 
had a bad coverage. Gabriel Davis ran a great route that kind of tripped him up and was able to get open for it. So it was, it was incredible. Yeah. And then obviously on the last drive, there were, I think some strategic errors by the bills and the coverages that they ran to allow the chiefs to get down the field, but it was kind of like they forgot they had timeouts. It was like they're playing and like the chiefs were out of timeouts or (laughs) the chiefs are smart enough to take 20 yards and call a timeout. Yep. Travis Kelsey, Terry kill incredible games. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, like you said, both quarterbacks running the ball as well as passing both. <laughs> Allen had 68 yards. Uh, Mahomes actually outdid him 69 yards and touchdown. Uh, just incredible. Gabriel Davis, star of the show, though, maybe Trevin outside the quarterbacks. Eight catches, 201 yards, four touchdowns. What do you think of him in Dynasty now? I, I liked him before the season started. Um, we, I think it was one of the players I talked about on our division previews that he was a guy I was watching. He kind of had an up and down year, had some big games, had some goose egg games, but this is what he can do. And uh, so I like him. And if he, I don't know what Emmanuel's Sanders uh, contract is for next year, if he's still there or not, but if he's not, Davis might go into that two role and have a great opportunity, uh, number two receiver for a high passing offense. Yeah, Sanders is still under contract, but it's like $1.375 million deal, and he'll be 35 years old. So I think that the door is wide open for Gabe Davis to take that job. I am still not sure how – like, I don't think Gabe Davis is coming anywhere to close to being a number one wide receiver in fantasy like he was in this game. Um, yeah. No, and that's I, not what I was saying. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the number one receiver on this team. I think he – my best right. chance is that he's number two on a high volume offense. Yep, I agree. And you just look at his stats the first two years. He had 549 yards receiving this year, uh, and then he had 200 yards in this game. So this is certainly <laughs> the outlier. And his rookie year, he had actually 599 yards, a little bit more. He does seem to be a pretty good red zone target or a favorite red zone target of Josh Allen. He had seven touchdowns his rookie year and six this year. So that's worked out well for him, but I don't know how sustainable that is as we move forward, at least not at the same rate that it has been thus far in his career. So I like him as maybe a wide receiver, lower wide receiver two or wide receiver three option going forward. But I don't think that I would be getting your hopes up for high end wide receiver two or wide receiver one production as you're looking at him on your dynasty roster or looking to acquire him. And if you're, if you have him on your roster, which I do in one league, Trevin, I would, I don't think you're getting a first for him. If you do accept it instantly. Uh, (laughs) I think the, if it's an early second, I might consider selling if it's late mid to late second, I might hold uh, where are you at with him. I know you have him in one league. I'm pretty close to you. I would say I'd need a high second to let him go. I think a mid second, I'm probably going to hang on to him. Um, but yeah, he, he did all right. Once Sanders had some injury trouble and he'd kind of step in, but you know, like you said, he still had a total of 550 yards this year. And then he had 200 yards in this game. Um, I was going to highlight his week 18 when they played the jets, he actually had a 14 target game. That's pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, if he'd do that every week, I'd love him. Do you know how many catches he had? Five. Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're we're pretty similar on uh, Gabe Dave. All right. Any other takeaways from a fantasy perspective from this game, Trevin? Uh, I wish 
Singletary kind of had that good wild card weekend, but he didn't do a whole lot. I know this kind of turned into a passing game, but he was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, Tim carries 26 yards and a touchdown. Not great, but he did impress me with uh, his actually somewhat consistent later in the year this year. He finished with 870 yards and seven touchdowns, so still would have been enough to send Brent through the table this year, but it was a lot closer than last year, and I think if he can he, it looks like maybe he's starting to establish himself as a starter there this year, and in that case, I think he's a viable you know, running back two on your fantasy roster moving into next year if he keeps that job. Yep, if I had him, I would trade him to you. <laughs> Not a believer at all, huh? Not a believer. All right. Uh, on that note, Trevin, let's – so just to recap, you went three and one on your picks this week against the spread, and I went two and Give two. Me- Say three and three and a half and a half because I, I think we deserve a little <laughs> bit of credit on the Buffalo. Vegas is taking your money. If no, I think Vegas would have so Vegas would have split the baby on that one for us. I think. think? Yeah, yeah, that's all the, ask, ask they would have the said this was close. This game, if that's how it went, <laughs> ask about that's how it went. All right, Trevin, and so we'll do a quick conference championship preview here. First one, I know we both have some thoughts on Cincinnati at Kansas City. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites in this game. Yeah, Wait. some of my thoughts are the Chiefs are going to annihilate them. I think the Bengals have had a good story for this year. They have, were cute in the playoffs. They beat an average Raiders team who got down to the five-yard line to tie it, <clears throat> and then they barely hung on to beat a Titans team who – the turnover was three to one on that one and they scored 16 points. So I think they're about to see what a real playoff team looks like. And I think the chiefs are going to smoke them. Yeah. They scored 19. Like that last field goal to win it at the end of regulation, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the chiefs cover here uh, for it to even be close. I think the Bengals offensive line is going to have to be <laughs> leaps and bounds better than they were last week even if if they're even half as bad like if let's say they only give up four or five sacks this week i still think that's too much because mahomes is not throwing three interceptions and playing like yep. crap like Tannehill did this chief's offense is not going to only put up 16 points like that titans team did and with this everybody points at the fact that the Bengals beat the chiefs uh earlier this year that was in cincinnati the Bengals won by three and I think the Chiefs are a little different team now than they were a few weeks ago. They've put up over 40 points in each of these first two playoff games. Uh, their offense is clicking on all cylinders. It will be important for them to get Tyron Matthew back this week. He went out early in that Bills game with a concussion. So if they get him back, I think that'll help, uh, you know, as they try to cover Higgins and Chase and Boyd in that passing game. But I, in the end, I think the Chiefs are going to be too much. And, um, if they get pressure on Burrow like the Titans were able to uh, and kind of use that game plan that the Titans did to try to create their own blueprint to shut the Bengals offense down, I think they'll be successful and, and walk away with a pretty easy win here at home against the, the Bengals and head to another Super Bowl. For God's sakes, I'm so tired of the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, on your point, on your uh, point of the when the Chiefs and Bengals play each other at week 17, I think the Chiefs were up 14 to nothing, and then that's when Jamar Chase just went on fire. And I think uh, the Chiefs probably make some adjustments to stop that when they're in the conference championship game where in the regular season, you know, you kind of stick to your game plan a little bit more and just help your guys figure it out. I don't think they allow that this time. Yeah, although they did just give up a 200-yard receiving performance to Gabe Davis. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
they did shut down Stefan Diggs pretty well in that game, and I think that was probably the focus for him. And then with the Honey Badger going out, that kind of freed up Davis a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think that they'll adjust and not allow. I think if I remember right, that was the game where Chase went nuclear had over 200 yards. Yep. So be interesting to see the Titans defense was pretty effective and obviously a lot of that was getting pressure on the quarterback so maybe that'll be the focus for the the Chiefs this week nice all right so we both got the Chiefs to cover and then uh San Francisco at the Los Angeles Rams NFC West matchup here for the conference championship Trevin who you got uh Rams are favored by three and a half I mean Shanahan's what I think he's won six in a row now against McVay uh, including twice when they played this year so I'm just going to stick with it. I think the Shanahan keeps beating them, and they he goes seven zero against them. So I'm going to take them to pick a take them to win outright. I am going yep. with the Rams. Uh, I think this is the this is the game that you traded for Matt Stafford for uh, to try to get you over the hump here. Jared Goff probably is not the quarterback you went going in these games. So you trade for Stafford to get you here and get you a win this game, get you the Super Bowl, and hopefully a win there as well. Uh, I think the Rams have a, a good defense and we saw what the Packers were able to do to the San Francisco offense last week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams were able to duplicate that. Jimmy G is not great. So, uh, yeah, give me the Rams to cover. Hmm, that'll be your downfall. I do want to, you said the Stafford, I, it, it's weird to say you feel good for a guy, but I kind of do. Like, he just, he played well in the Lions for so long. And you say you'd trade for him for these situations, which last week it just had to be almost like uh, he was seeing ghosts or something where he is playing a good game. He's making the throws when they needs to, and the team just can't stop fumbling around him. Coop's fumbling, Coop is fumbling it. Um, like you said, Acres fumbled a cup. Cup is <laughs> fumbled it. Is that just your bro nickname for Cooper Cup? You just call him. Coop? Uh, I got. I was actually thinking about how they say Coop in this stadium sometimes, so that's where it got mixed up on me. <laughs> okay, but uh, he's fumbling it. Acres fumbling it. Then he has a snap go right past his head to fumbling it. It's like it's not Stafford's fault, and but he's going to be blamed a little bit for this loss if it goes down. So he made some good throws at the end, and they were able to win. But. Yeah. I think this is as far as they make it. I hope they find a way to win because I think that of these four teams left, the best possible combination for a most entertaining Super Bowl is the Rams and the Chiefs. And so I hope that's the game we get, but we'll see. I hope the Bengals win. It's so (laughs) their Chiefs fans are so selfish. Four conference championships in a row at home is ridiculous. Good. (laughs) Just stop. Lose some games, damn it. They've gotten really fortunate because they had that. It was a few years ago where, when the Dolphins, I think, beat the Patriots on that first one yeah. to give the Chiefs home field in the last week. And then this year they had the Titans lose. And obviously they've had the best record uh, to get home field throughout the playoffs as well. So they've had to have things break right. And they have for those four conference championships in a row. But yeah, it's, I don't know, three Super Bowls in a row would be pretty impressive. Do you think teams should try to not get buys now in the playoffs since these uh, <laughs> Packers and Titans lost? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Trevin, if the Bengals win, like, that would be – can you imagine the Super Bowl? So you're, if the Bengals win, you either have Aaron Donald and Von Miller against that Bengals offensive <laughs> line. Or if the Niners win, you have Bosa and the rest of the 
D line there going against the Bengals line. It would just be an <laughs> annihilation. Like, yeah, I don't think the Bengals have a chance, but if they found a way to win, that Super Bowl would, I think, be a terrible matchup for them. Yeah, man alive. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know what you do if you're Burrow. You just know it's trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just... played some top end guys already, you know, with Crosby and with Simmons. And it's just, yeah, you're looking at these next matchups like, oh my God, this is trouble. Yeah. Good luck, Joe. Hopefully I don't let you make you get injured again this year. And that's what I felt bad, like saying, oh, everybody's kind of giving him too much credit because he has been incredible given the circumstances, but also like you have to put it into context. Like, yes, he is a really good quarterback, but he's also not doing amazing things. And a lot of that is his offensive line, but let's slow the roll a little bit on Joe Burrow. That's all. Yep. I'm with you. All right, Trevin, question of the week. Uh, lots of head coaching news going on. Uh, the Raiders are getting hot and heavy with Josh McDaniels now, it looks like. So let's start off there. What do you, How do you feel about him if they end up hiring him? Uh, I wouldn't be super excited. He's kind of in the middle group of guys that I'm not – I don't have a super big opinion, good or bad, on him. He's just – he flamed out with the Broncos. I He's done really well with the Patriots when he's had the best quarterback of all time, but his offensive have been a little lackluster when he doesn't have Tom Brady. That includes with the Patriots and with the 49ers. So I don't know. He's probably uh, competent, probably knows how to lead a team. So it'd probably be fine, I guess. <laughs> but it, it sounds like that's where it's going now. And uh, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, but I'm still hoping for. Um, let's get Jim. I want Jim. <laughs> yeah, you said Jim and Bienemy would be your number one picks right now, and Todd Bowles would be at the bottom, and everybody else is kind of in the middle. Is that where you're pretty still much? Where you're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, well. and Bienemy, they haven't even announced that they're. That's just more of a pipe dream, I think, because they haven't sure. said that they're going to interview him at all. Sure. Well, it seems like we'll probably get some news soon, Trevin. Uh, a lot of these teams are nearing the end of their pro- uh, process. The Broncos hired Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett and the Bears hired Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. Eberflus? Eberflus? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, today, and then it sounds like the Jaguars may be hiring Byron Leftwich as well. So any in- hot takes on those three hires that are – kind of in the works it looks like at this point the bears that was kind of a surprise that wasn't a name really getting floated out there especially um with the quarterback you thinking they're gonna have an offensive mind come in here and help him develop and they hire this colts defensive coordinator that the name just wasn't i'm not saying he's a really bad hire it just wasn't a name that was really getting floated out there so if you're a Missouri bears fan i think you're going what was our process how do we make it this decision so fast what happened yeah i agree i wasn't really that wasn't a name I had read a lot either. Um, obviously, the Broncos hire has a lot of people <laughs> speculating that that may be where Rodgers ends up. We'll be see. That'll be an interesting thing to monitor as we move forward. But uh, Nathaniel Hackett, you did some research on him earlier because you were trying to talk trash to your Broncos <laughs> friends, given your their rivalry with the Raiders. So what was your takeaway on him? Uh, he hasn't been a great offensive coordinator. I was looking, he was with the Jags for a while. Um, I wish I would have had it up in front of me here, but he's had most of his seasons have been in the lower half of offensive productivity. 
and I think most of them are in the kind of the bottom third. So I was kind of given hell for that, but I really don't have a good excuse for how he did lead the Jags to the AFC championship game and had a really good offense that year with Bortles at the helm. So I guess he has had one impressive year. Yeah, 2017, they were fifth in points, sixth in yards. But yeah, the other two seasons in Jacksonville, 25th in points and 31st in points when he was an OC. And then in Buffalo, uh, he was 22nd and 18th there. So nothing to write home about other than that one year with uh, the Jags where he did have a top five offense and take him to the <laughs> AFC Championship. And Again, like he's in Buffalo 13 and 14, Jacksonville is OC 16, 17, 18 before going to Green Bay for the last three years. So you kind of also have to work with the roster you're given. And I don't think, you know, <laughs> those, either of those teams had great rosters while he was there. So it'll be interesting to see how he does in Denver. Yeah. Hope he flames out. <laughs> um, speaking of flameouts, so I was looking, I kind of forgot how bad it ended for Josh McDaniels when he was at the Broncos and he was only there a year and a half, which if you would have asked me how long, just based on memory, I would have said probably three or four, but first season went eight and eight and actually started the year six and oh, second season, only 12 games in, he was three and nine and fired his ass then. So, <laughs> you know, and I do remember that like the roster, everybody on the team hated him. Um, especially the Brandon Marshall. I remember having a big fight with him and maybe suspending him for some games and stuff. So it Who was the quarterback when he was there. Was that Tebow? Oh, was I was thinking else? it was 2009. It wouldn't have been Cutler still, would it? Uh, let me look. He traded him. I think they traded Cutler just the year before. So I don't know. Was it Kyle? Kyle Orton. Orton. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, Kyle those were no Sean That's Moreno quite a difference. Rusher. <laughs> yeah, to go from Tom Brady to Kyle Orton. You think? Yeah. They're <laughs> in the same tier, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be fun to see. It seems like we're going to get a lot of hires over this next week. I, for yeah, I mean, one, they have to. It's senior bowls coming up, combines coming up quick. So you got to kind of get your staffs in place. You don't have a lot of time to screw around here. Yep, and there have been some rumblings that Brian Dable may head to Miami, and if that happens, I can't wait to make you eat crow about two all off season. So that'll be great. <laughs> that'll only help my case. Either he's still not going to be good, or they're going to trade his ass. So I think my case will be helped either way. <laughs> I don't think they're trading him, but he may still not be good. But it'll give me a re- a reason for optimism all off season that I control you about. So hopefully that one comes to fruition. If all you're right. smart enough, you'll use it as a chance to get out from it and trade to it. Oh, my God. Uh, beer of the week, Trevin. We got. So I got my last Christmas beer. I think my sister-in-law gave this to me for Christmas. It's a vanilla bean Christmas cookie blind from Infusion Brewing here in, I think it's in Omaha. So kind of a cool can. Got some spices and some gingerbread and uh, some sugar cookie taste to it. It's a good, good beer. I really like it. They make a regular vanilla bean blonde. This one's the Christmas edition. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I really like this one. Wow. That's yep. a high score. It's a good cool beer. Can. Yep. I got New Glarus Moon Man, a No Coast Pale Ale. Uh, this is the one I've had before on here, but it's been a while. Uh, pretty good. I'll go 6.6 six tonight. Solid, solid. Not a 9.5, though. That's one for the for the books. 
Yep. If you see this beer, you buy it. All right. Well, thanks for being part of the Fantasy Players Club, everybody. We'll have a new DFS contest for you. Only a couple of weeks left of those, so get in on Sunday for the conference yeah. championships. Trevin will take your money. He did win the divisional round one that had 10 people in it, uh, so kudos <laughs> to you. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have a new episode for you next week. Until then, on behalf of Trevin Cremosta, this is Levi Valentine. Thank you for listening. Yep. See ya. shout out the tale of two rivals whoa <clears throat> what'd they do i didn't know if you wanted to like say after show now that i said what i was gonna do well i was just Might gonna just... leave the intro that i had yeah i think for the after <laughs> show or you just want to cut it so yeah i actually wanted to do. shout out the tale of two rivals um dave and todd they had i thought they did really good this week with their kind of season awards i had a couple Super late nights this week uh, with my newborn. She just wasn't quite cooperating, wasn't wanting to sleep all night. So had some 2 a.m., 3 a.m. rocking chair nights with her. And I was able to listen to their episodes, and they were entertaining. They they thought they did a good job, and it gave me something to listen to while I got my daughter to go to sleep. So good job, Dave and Todd. I liked your show. Tale of Two Rivals is what it's called for anybody who wants to download it. Great podcast. It's in my regular rotation. Obviously, we've had Dave on the show before. Uh, we'll have to get Todd on sometime this off season. Uh, so yeah, go check it out if you haven't already. I'm Trevin. Would you? How would you say it compares to the Clubbies? <laughs> no, the Clubbies is a whole other level, but they did a good job. <laughs> it was a little have... bit amateur hour compared to the Clubbies, but it was good. They didn't run out the Pershing Center for their uh, award show, huh? Yeah, they didn't have celebrity guests and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, can't wait to see who the lineup's gonna be this year. After the Super Bowl, we'll start looking towards the clubbies, baby. <laughs> yep. All right. Do you have anything else? Nope. That's all I got for this week. All right. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. Yep.